right now. You might be struggling through your classes or even failing them. You might be worried that you may not finish high school. There might have even been a thought that you may not be smart enough. Well, the New Heights Educational Group begs to differ. We not only think you are smart enough, but with our help, you will complete your high school diploma. The New Heights Educational Group strives to improve your academic success through its tutoring services. To learn more, please visit newheightseducation.org and contact us. New Heights Educational Group, educational resources to help reach your goals. Welcome to the New Heights Show on Education. My name is Erica Hansen. I'll be your host today. And here today, I'm with very special guest, Mari Mitchell. She is a life coach and relationship coach, as well as a mentor. Thank you for uh, joining us, Mari. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me, Erica. So um, I've been looking at some of the things you've been doing, and boy, you've been busy. <laughs> the things that actually was interesting to me is that you have your own radio show yes yeah and um i noticed also that you have ton it just the scope of your interviews just amazes me because it's all over the place you've got writers you've got entrepreneurs you've got spiritual people you've got you know anybody and everybody just talking about life and how they work through things um what was your impetus for that well actually i started to be authentic radio uh, back in 2013 so this is my sixth year in radio uh out of a little station out of la called the amazing women of power and the owner, Raven Blair Davis, invited me to start a show about relationships because I am a relationship coach. So I started it. I called it Dare to be Authentic because that was my path in my life. I had to get to who I really am, who I really was. And I started out by teaching, eight weeks of teaching about authenticity and relationships. And then I had a guest. And wow, the, the interchange and the excitement and the level of, level of energy was great. And so from then on, I just had guests every week. And I expanded to anyone who wants to talk about authenticity, how they've st stepped into authenticity in their life in any way and how it's changed them. And most of these people are helping others as well. Mm -hmm. um, so going into that, what, what does authenticity mean to you? When you say authenticity, what does that bring up in your mind? Okay, so for me, authenticity or being authentic is being who I really am, who I was born on this earth to be. So when you're born, when you're a baby, you know who you are and you actually do know your purpose. 
but as we grow up in this society with everybody telling us who we are and what we should do, we begin to lose sight of that. So for me, getting back to my authentic self really meant connecting with me, connecting with my inner being, who I really am, and following, <laughs> following what I believe and why, what I feel is right for my life. That's the main part of authenticity. And then showing those around me who I really am, not wearing a mask or making believe I'm somebody I'm not to try to impress. That's, I think it's a worthy goal. It's actually a goal that I am working towards myself. Um, slowly but surely. <laughs> uh, so how do you stay motivated in this calling, I guess I would, I would say? How do you stay motivated daily? You've got the radio show. I know you're a publisher as well with many books out, um, which we'll share with links to those in the show notes for you. So um, how do you stay motivated with all of that going on? I don't want to use the, mo the word motivated more than the word inspired. So the way I've created my life the last few years, when I get up in the morning, I'm just excited for what I have for the day. I'm excited to either do my radio show or be on another radio show like today. Mm -hmm. I have coaching clients that I talk to or I'm working on a book that um, I'm editing because I'm publishing it for someone because I help people publish, self-publish their books or my own books. I'm working on one of my own books and reading through manuscripts, my own or other manuscripts because I do books of contributing authors. So I've learned through the years that trying to motivate yourself to do something you don't really want to do mm -hmm. doesn't work. It doesn't lead to that joyful life experience. And I'm not saying we never have to do things we don't want to because I worked many years uh, for other people and doing things that wasn't really my favorite. But once you create a life where you're really doing what you love to do, mm -hmm. there's no motivation necessary. You're just excited to get up, you know, have your day and do what you set out to do. And do it, you know, get up and do it again. Yeah. Um, exactly. With regards to that, what are your goals? Um, for for that's a really good question. authenticity for i can't i guess i can say your business and authenticity i i don't know exactly how else to phrase it what are your goals for this endeavor that you've started or continue with that's a really good questions i don't set goals the way most people would set goals and the way i used to do when i was in corporate america but i do have goals towards the projects. So I, I get inspired for a project, I set the project and I have goals for that. So as far as my radio show, my goal is to reach more and more people. Mm -hmm. Right now, we just went to 4,700 listeners this morning. Wow. And I was excited. Yes, and we're in 21 countries. <laughs> and so my goal is just to keep expanding and growing because the whole point of having the show, my show and your show, it's a good message. It's a message of encouragement for people. And I want people to hear it. So as far as my show, that's my goal. As far as for myself and authenticity, I just want to be able to step into authenticity more and more because it's a, it's a progressive thing. Even though I've been doing it for years, I haven't arrived, you know. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I do want to say, because you said that that's your goal as well, authenticity, mm -hmm. it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of guts to really be authentic. And that's why I call my show Dare to Be Authentic. And I applaud you and anyone who's, in stepping into that because it takes a lot. You have, when you begin to show people who you really are, that's scary. 
And some people fall away because they don't like who you, who you really are. They don't approve of it. They want you to be someone else. And so, you know, my goal is to continue to have the courage to continue to step more and more into authenticity and to look at it and say, you know what? I really haven't been authentic in this area. And I want to kind of go off of something you just said, the fact that it's an ongoing process. Um, that really rings true to me personally, um, because there have been, let's just say changes in my life recently that have kind of pushed me onto the path of authenticity. Um, and I'm slowly learning that it is an ongoing lifelong process. Um, would you say that your authentic self, like I feel my authentic self is not who I was 20 years ago. Let's put it that way. So does your authentic self change, do you feel? I think that, I think that your authentic self is always the same. But I think that maybe 20 years ago, we weren't being true to that. Because I'm very, when I look at myself and I think about my authentic self, I almost feel the same way I did when I was like 15 or 16. And oh. you know, before too much molding into career, marriage, whatever it might what be, children. society wants you to be. So if I truly think about it, and you might want to do the same, Erica, and one of the ways I started stepping into my authenticity was thinking what I liked to do as a child and what really, you know, perked me up and, and oh. made me just as a child. And so that's oh. why when I think of my authentic self, I still have the same goals I did in a sense when I was really young, when I was 14 or 15 and I wanted to change the world, right? right. And so... So now, you know, it changes the world, the radio show at a time, or however it might be, a client at a time. But I think what happens to us is as we hit our 20s, as we hit our 30s, we get into careers, relationships, sometimes children, mm -hmm. we begin to lose that. We get, begin right. to, and that's what I mean, we begin to be somebody's mother, somebody's wife, a caretaker, a daughter, mm -hmm. a son, whatever it might be. So I don't think our authentic self changes. I think we change from that authentic self into who we're not, and now we're trying to get back to that. How does that feel to you? That's, that's great, actually. That's great. Um, so the question here that I have isn't quite worded right, because I think it's more in, in depth. But it says, what are, your, what are some of your best kept secrets? Which I guess I would rephrase to, what do you think, what do you do to be authentic? Hmm, that's a really good question. No one's ever asked me that. It's not so much what I do uh -huh. is how much I listen to my inner voice, mm -hmm. to listen to myself. And I was having a conversation with my one of my daughters just the other day, and she said, Mom, my first instinct was to do such and such. I didn't follow it. I followed what someone else said I should do. Mm -hmm. And I'm not doing that anymore. You know, she's yeah. only 30. <laughs> I'm not doing that anymore. I didn't start this path until I was well into my 40s and 50s. And so I said, yeah. So it's listening to your own instincts and then following them. Not an easy thing to do because people try to talk us out of whatever it is we feel. And it could be on something as simple as whether to go to an event or not, or what to bring to an event or not, or 
to go to this place first and that place second. And we somehow we have this knowing inside of us that knows what to do. Mm -hmm. So many times, even I, we dismiss it. We dismiss it because we're having pressure. So my secret as far as authenticity is, you know what? Your first instinct about a situation, a person, a place, a thing mm -hmm. is almost always, always. The, the right and then we second guess, right? Absolutely. We second guess. I feel like I'm the queen of second guessing. I really do. <laughs> um, let me look at something here. So you have, like I said, a myriad of topics on your radio show. Why do you, how do you choose the topics or the speakers you want to invite on your show? I'm looking always for people who have a story, who are authentic and who share authentically. And I screen them by talking over the phone. And of course, I can tell when they're talking to me if they're being real, if they're being phony. So that's the first priority. The second, or for the first criteria, the second one is I see what they're about. You know, what are they about? Are they just talking about stuff or they're really stepping into it? And then as far as the themes for the show, I get that from the guests themselves. Oh, okay. So when before the interview, I send them what I call the guest appearance form. I get some information about them, like their mission, like how they came to do what they do. So I really get to the heart of the matter. So all my show titles come from the life of my guest, not from me. Oh, that's cool. And highlights them and so that's why it's so varied but the the thread that runs among all of them is they're talking about being who they are and whatever you know whether they're a doctor i've had doctors on my show or an author or a coach or a therapist uh whatever they are i've had people so it does look like we're running out of time on this segment so let's go ahead and i'll meet you back at the next segment okay awesome okay Mari. So we were speaking about the, the guests you have on your show and the way that you call them and you make sure that their message is authentic, that really that they are living from their authentic self. Um, and the topics come from the guests. Has anything anybody has said so far surprised you, do you think? Uh, surprise me in a good way. I, you know what? I learn from my guests every time. I learn from them when we do our talk before the show, our interview before the show. I learn from them during the show. I have these aha moments. So things have surprised me in a sense of, wow, I never knew that. You know, right? This is an aha, but not in a negative way. I've never had any negative surprises from my guests. They've always, uh, it's always been a positive experience. That's great. That's great. Um, going back to authenticity, um, as you may know, if you you know listen to any of the other radio shows, I have a disability. I have cerebral palsy. So one of the major factors in my life is the CP, unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how you look at it. What would you say to somebody who is in my situation, has a disability that they're struggling through or pretty much has to live with about being your authentic self? I wouldn't say anything different than I say to anybody else mm -hmm. because we all are born into this world with gifts, with gifting, mm -hmm. with talents, 
and with a purpose for being here. And whether we, we carry something uh, like CP, you know, it is debilitating. There are limitations, but there's no limitation to your talent. There's no limitation to how you can affect this world in a positive manner. So I would say still have the courage, may take a little bit more courage because may, maybe you might be struggling with some physical, but still have the courage to step into what you feel you're here to do. And don't you worry too much of what other people think about you, say about you, or you think they say about you, mm -hmm. and just who you are because you are talented, beautiful, contributing person just like anybody else in this world is. You know, and I, going back a little bit to what you, well, actually, what you just said now about courage, how does one make that leap? Decide, I'm going to be my authentic self, but it's scary. I mean, and I, I, I think I speak for at least some of my listeners out there, too. It's scary, um, that first leap, and even the leaps after. Yeah. What, how do you handle that fear, I guess? Is Just by taking, and this is what I tell my clients, by taking little steps, not trying to take that huge leap, you know, from the top of a mountain, not trying to do Mount Everest in one, you know, and <laughs> one day. The first Mount Everest, just little, little bits of, you know, being authentic, even in, let me give you an example. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you are the type of person that when you get together with your friends to go to a movie, you always agree to their movie. Mm -hmm. you know you prefer this genre they prefer that genre but you always give in or when you're going out to eat you always give in to their restaurant their mm -hmm. kind of food you can begin to practice with little things like that stating your preference because that's being authentic instead of going along with everybody else stating right. your preference where you want to go what you want to eat what you want to do that's a really good way that's how i started and that's hard <laughs> when you used to, that's really hard at first. When yeah, you used to going to everybody. I used to be that way, and yeah. and trying to make everybody feel good, and not you know, no rocking the boat, all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. That's hard. It so is hard. Once yeah. you step into that, congratulate yourself. And little by little, what happens, or what happened to me, and it's happened to my clients as well, is as you begin on this path, you. Um, a little bit more authentic, a little bit more authentic, mm -hmm. you begin to have more courage. And now you're beginning to come from a space where you truly are who you are. And doing something like that doesn't even occur to you. It's like, it's not that you never agree to do something someone else prefers. It's not that. It's that you have a balance, you know? Mm -hmm. Okay, this time we're going to um, get, this just happened with me. This time we're going to get orange juice with pulp because you love orange juice with pulp. The next bottle of orange juice is going to be pulpless because that's what I love. And so it's wow. that balance. It's yeah. kind of so, a negotiating almost yes. to a certain degree. But that doesn't mean yeah. that you're going to run all over everybody and nobody gets what they want either. Right. You know, we're, we're human beings, you know, living together. So that's what I did with my boyfriend. He likes super pulp and I don't. <laughs> so we've been alternating. Okay, we got super pulp last time. This time we're getting regular. That sounds regular, silly. Yeah. But, um, but, you know, we don't always want to eat, see, do things that's not our preference. Right. And, I mean, I, every little help, every little thing helps to make things easier along the way, yes. I think. It um, does. So, I mean. And it becomes easier. 
Yeah. You guys the don't. The more you do it, it becomes. Yeah. yeah. It's like you guys don't fight over orange juice anymore. And that may seem like a little thing, but it makes life easier. So, yeah, I mean, that's a good example. We never put all of our own juice, but, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> like, it's not like one person, because what happens is eventually you get resentful, whatever it may be. Mm -hmm. Eventually you get resentful of not being able to do what you prefer. Mm -hmm. And so if you, in the beginning of a relationship, if you can, if you can iron these things out, it could be your best, it could be your boyfriend, your husband, it could just be your best friend or your sister. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter who it is. Mm -hmm. We all have our preferences, likes, and dislikes. And if we can, now somebody we've been relating with forever, let's say a sibling, you know, obviously you've been relating for them since they were born yeah. or you were born. It takes it it's a little more tricky to begin to step into this because you've had all those years mm -hmm. of other kind of interchanges. Yeah. Um, and you had mentioned going back to how you felt as a kid. And when we were teenagers, preteens, you know, we had that I'm, I'm invincible attitude. Whether we knew it or not, we did. I look back and I'm like, wow, if I knew what I know now, then, you know. Um, but, you know, that is, there is something freeing about that attitude. Um, what would you do, you know, if you could, if you knew you couldn't fail? And that's something that's amazing. Yeah. I do anything. I mean, the thing is, if I'm inspired to do something, if mm -hmm. I, I receive inspiration for it, mm -hmm. I know I can't fail because it was an inspired idea. And so when I launch it, when I go about to do it, I have the attitude of I can't fail. And so going back to, to remembering what life was like a child, I loved reading. Uh, oh, yeah. When I was in high school, I loved writing. I was discouraged from, from any um, writing, you know, from fiction writing, but now I'm a fictional writer anyway. Mm -hmm. But I always loved it. And so those are the two of the things that I went back to as I, you know, I went back to reading more. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I joined a writing group. That was the first thing I did was join a writer's group. And so, and that was back in 2008. And no, it was before that. It was back in 2006, I joined a mm -hmm. writer's group. And so, boy, was that fun. When I started writing, it just made mm -hmm. me so happy. And so all of us have things that we love to do when we were young, whether we were younger than a teenager, a preteen, mm -hmm. or even seven years old. And if we can connect back to that, it'll give us a little glimpse of the things we really, that really give us joy and we like to do. So, um, going forward, I'm going to ask two questions. A, what would your, I guess, final advice be to somebody who is reaching for that authentic state? Is there anything in particular or? I, I think that I said this before, but listening to that inner voice beginning to tune into that. And one of the ways to do that is to silence the other voices. It can even be our own voice. Mm -hmm. So the first thing I tell clients is to begin to take what I call quiet time for themselves. Doesn't have to be meditation. Meditation does help. But when I talk about meditation, I talk about for a minute or two. That seems forever if you've never meditated before. Mm -hmm. But just taking a time, no TV, no Facebook, no phone. You can play a little nice, you know, soothing music if you like. 
just do some writing, some journaling, and just really begin to connect with you. Because all the loud, loudness that goes on in the world, especially now with social media and every and you know the radio on, the TV on, the everything mm. on. If you have a family, carve yourself some time when they're gone before they wake up <laughs> to have this quiet time. That's the first step that I would encourage someone to take, and you wouldn't even believe what happens just from doing that. Wow. So what types of projects are you looking at doing now? Is there anything that you'd like to tell our listeners about your current projects? Or Yes. I am working on a book called Dare to be Authentic. Mm -hmm. It's a volume five, Let Yourself Prosper. And I'm actually in the process of looking for contributing authors. So if you oh. or anybody you know wants to tell a story about authenticity, yes, I have some more spots left. Okay. Each, um, author writes a chapter, and then I publish the book, and we all sell it together. Everybody makes money off the project. So that's, that's uh, the newest one I'm working. I'm always looking for guests for my show. So if anybody has a story of authenticity, oh, okay. willing to tell, you know, contact me to be on my show. And um, I do offer coaching, of course, relationship and life coaching mm -hmm. if you're struggling. If you really want, I call it dare to be authentic coaching because what I teach people is to connect with themselves and from there create the life that they want. Because we all know what's best for us, but we just have to connect. Fantastic. Well, it was wonderful to speak with you, Mari, and I wish you all the best. Hopefully we can actually have you on again. That would be fantastic because you are honestly very amazing and, dare I say, motivational. <laughs> So, um, <laughs> thanks so much, Eric. It was my pleasure entirely. Take care. Um, for my listeners, hang on for the New Heights Education um, announcements for May. Here are your announcements for the month of May. Happy birthday to the following people. Catherine Spangler on May 3rd. Savlene Gruel on May 7th. Peter Gordon on May 13th. Joy T. Dave on May 24th. Lakeshmi Pat Manaban on May 28th. And happy anniversary to the following people. Leah Seedy on May 4th for one year. Sapna Shukla on May 16th for two years, Katie Gherkin Bushop on May 28th for four years, Joy T. Dave on May 29th for four years. Also, our comic book will be released on May the 1st. To receive this by email, just email us or contact us to have it sent to your email box. We are also planning the school bag giveaway event, which will happen in June. Uh, if you can help supply school supplies, a location for the event, or a community dinner, please contact us as soon as possible. 419-786-0247 or email us at newheightseducation at yahoo.com. Have a great month.